This is your Olympic hero and former WWE champion, Kurt Angle. And I just wanted to give a shout out to my guys, Clint and Noah. When it comes to covering sports, there is no one better. And believe me, that's true. It's damn true. Kiss stealing, woo, wheeling, dealing, limousine right, jet flying, son of a gun. I am the best in the world at what I do. Gentlemen. You are the top 1%. The elite. Best of the best. But the cream will rise to the top all year. The best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. You are now listening to the Elite Sports Podcast. Brought to you by Mo Sports in Liberty. The pinnacle of hard-hitting sports talk. Featuring weekly expert analysis and top-notch interviews. And now, please welcome your hosts, Clint Schweitzer and Noah Groniger. Well, thank you for joining us here on the Elite Sports Podcast. Clint Schweitzer alongside Noah Groniger here. Something we've wanted to do for a long time, and now we have just the man to do it. We are bringing our Major League Baseball insider, uh, Chris Bainston, onto the show to talk about baseball, football versus baseball, why we don't like baseball. That's kind of what we do. This is the Elite Sports Podcast. We don't cover baseball. Chris does that for mm-hmm. us on com. Chris, welcome to the show, man. How's everything going today, my friend? Everything's going great. Thanks for having me on, guys. Well, another day game for the Royals here, another game that no one can really follow because it's taking place at 1 in the afternoon and probably about 7,800 fans there uh, witnessed it. Um, <laughs> uh, do you feel that, uh, that that hurts when you've got day games like this, when a lot of sports fans are so hardcore, they like to follow everything? Do day games hurt hurt the game? Let's start there. Well, to be honest, I think some of the day games do actually hurt the game. I mean, there was a... And if you look at the history of the sport, there was actually a major increase in attendance when they first started adding in the artificial lighting and being able to do the night games. Uh, because a lot more people were able to go to the games and be able to uh, not have to miss work to go to the game or you know anything like that. So it was actually a major deal when they did add in the lights. So I think it does actually hurt the game attendance, at least. Uh, but the actual uh, viewership doesn't seem to see a significant decrease when you actually have the day games. As you know, a lot of uh, places of business will have the game on, uh, so you see the viewership numbers there. Well, Chris, uh, this is 2019, not 1919, so I'm a little confused on these unwritten rules of baseball. You're not allowed to show any emotion. You're not allowed to do a bat flip. If you do, watch out because you're going to get beaned. We've got a batter coming up. The pitcher's going to bean you. What about these unwritten rules of baseball? Is it time to get rid of these? Well, I think that there is maybe some wiggle room on some of these uh, out-of-date rules, but I think some of it is kind of just how the game has been played. It's kind of a tradition, um, and some of the tradition is just part of it. When you come up, growing up, playing baseball, that's just part of how the game is played. Uh, so some of it just really boils down to that. And it's, but also, ultimately, you know, like the bat slip, you know, it just kind of boils down to respect. Uh, I understand, you know, that you know, football's a little bit different. You like to have that big celebration and all that, but you know, there was a time when they flagged you for the big celebrations. Just as, you know, it's just one of those things. It's a respect level thing, and I think you know, you see the pitchers. They did the arm pumps and stuff, so you get a little bit of that celebration and stuff there. And I think that the batters can have a little bit of a celebration too. You see them sometimes doing that, but the bat flip is just seen as a very cocky 
you know, look at me, I'm macho kind of thing. And I think that they think it's just going a little too far. So I think that some emotion is okay, but just don't take it too far, otherwise you are going to get beat. Chris, of course, I mean, football is long unseated baseball as being the most popular sport in America. This has been for 20-plus years now. This is, I mean, baseball's really become really a regional sport because you don't have the national television. It's very regional. You can sit and watch a, a Royals game now with uh, with their television deal, but you're not sitting around watching the Nationals play the Mets. That's one thing where I, where, that I really do not like about baseball is that it just doesn't seem to be – there's not a lot of com- camaraderie, not a lot of consistency in trying to, to watch other teams, unless you have a fantasy baseball uh, team, which is unbelievable to me that uh, someone could ever sit around for 10 hours and do that. The thought of it – it makes me want to gouge my eyes out. But baseball's regional, man. The NFL, it's the national television. It's got everything that that you want out of a big national brand. Baseball is more regional. I mean, do you have, do you see it that way, or do you disagree? Well, it, it is that way, but I think you're seeing the NFL transition to more regional as well as whoa. The, well, and here's why, and here's why I say that, and just hear me out, because TV viewership is down across the board. Um, from everybody, NFL is included. They've been losing about two million uh, viewers every year for the last. Well, I think it's been the last five, six years at least. So I think you're seeing TV viewership going down. A lot of that's because of the, like the technology part, part of the cord cutting and all of that. You're seeing a lot more people going to like streaming and all that. While well, with the streaming, you're seeing a lot more stuff where it's targeted towards teams, uh, so people can actually focus more on their teams rather than actually focusing on the entire NFL league. So you do see, like, the NFL Sunday ticket, but you're seeing, actually, where a lot of people are focusing more on their team and less on other teams. So there is there is your signs that it's actually decreasing for the NFL as well in that regard. But it is still, obviously, the primetime sport. You're going to see it on all the major TV. But when you look at the actual viewers' numbers across the board, TV is slowly dying. You're going to see it going a lot more online. You made a good point about the technology. There's no question about that. But when you look at it, I mean, this is, and you know, if we can, if you want to turn it into to kind of football versus baseball, we can do that. It's, I mean, it's not, it's not an argument. It's not close. There's no accounting for personal taste, which is why we're doing this. And I love that. But I mean, the the Super Bowl, which was the worst one in in fifty the fifty three years of the event. Uh, still had 100 million viewers. I mean, the World Series last year with the with two major markets, 14.3. I mean, that is that is a massacre, and that is that is blown off the charts. It's eye opening, and it's and it's it shows you where we're at and where, what this is and where people's interests lie. And that's not to say we're not accounting for personal taste because that's that's what this is. We have different differences there, but that's that's a massacre. No, absolutely, that is a massacre. But one thing you have to remember too. As that baseball makes up a huge portion of its profit from the attendance, and a lot of the and a lot of the profits from NFL comes from the big TV signings and their big TV packages and all that. Just sort of as an example, uh, MLB attendance uh, in 2017. I mean, they had I'm trying to think. It was something astronomical compared to uh, football. And I think the attendance had been pretty flat for the last decade, but it's like 73 million. And when you figure in the number of games, they're going to be able to beat the NFL, but the NFL attendance of the games just doesn't even come close. So if you actually look at the attendance and viewership, you see that it kind of balances out a little bit in that respect. 
I mean, it's going to balance out 162 games. I mean, 81 home games. Uh, you should definitely be able to to overtake uh, overtake an NFL game. But then that's another. I mean, baseball to me has never been an event. It never has felt big. It's never felt important. Games don't matter individually. They just don't matter. You, you game 78 of an 162 game schedule. I'm sorry, I'm not in college football. Every single game, you you lose a game, you're done. Season could be over. Um, in the NFL, every single game, it's moments, it's big time, it's tailgating, it's huge. It feels you've got major celebrities singing national. I mean, this just feels so much bigger. That's why baseball always felt so small scale to me. Do you feel that it's smaller in scale, or do you? feel that that you agree with that but you like that it's that way that it's more subtle and baseball is just a more subtle sport as it is well and you know to be fair i mean i, I love the nfl i love football but I, I and i think it boils down to just a, a taste factor like you said the nfl is more uh you know more of an event it is more crazy and everybody just you know screaming their face off of the game it is that baseball is different Baseball is more just an it's an afternoon relaxing at the stadium watching the game. Now, if you are the kind of guy that wants to be out at the game screaming your head off and lose your voice, then football is probably the sport for you. If you're more interested in being able to sit down and relax, enjoy a nice game, see some really crazy talented people do some crazy amazing things, well, that might be a bit more... Baseball is your sport because you can see some amazing, talented people do some amazing things and not have to feel like you're freaking going and having a huge fight and losing your voice. Football and baseball are just totally different in that regard. And it's just, like I said, a matter of taste. Well, Chris, you said it there. It's a matter of taste. Unfortunately, some current and former baseball players don't have quite the taste for watching baseball. Let me read a few to you and then get your reaction. Manny Machado comes out and says, you know, it was a little boring to watch it. He had to sit down for a game. He said it was boring to watch. I don't know how people go out there and watch games. Now I know why sometimes people don't come to games. Then there's Anthony Rizzo, who said we play too much baseball. Anthony Rendon comes out and says, I don't watch baseball. It's too long and boring. And then we've got Goose Gossage, who says, I try to watch a baseball game, and I find it very difficult to be able to watch today. What is your thoughts? Well, I, mean, I can I can kind of see some of that, but at the same time, again, it's uh, like you said, a matter of taste. I think you know, for me, anyways, I find going to the games to be more entertaining than just sitting at home and watching it on TV. But I think that the, what they've done with some of the stuff on TV, being able to actually see the strike zone, it's kind of seeing the tail of the pitch and stuff like that. They're making it more interesting in that respect. Uh, but I think there's maybe more room for that. And that's kind of leading into one of the topics I did want to touch on is I think, as we talked about earlier with the, uh, you know, everything transitioning online, you see that the Major League Baseball is doing a lot to try to transition to online, to try to appeal to younger people uh, more. Um, NFL's got the same issue. They're losing a lot of the younger audience. Uh, they're, you know, their audience is mostly older people. So I think what you're seeing right now is that who is going to take charge and find a way to make the, spo- the sports the most interesting from an online perspective. They're going to see a major increase in viewership and attendance and whoever is able to make that happen. And baseball is a major investment on that online segment where football has been doing that, but not to the same extent that baseball has in the last decade. You know, and I, and I think that, um, you know, when it comes down to it, you look at some of the things that, 
don't appeal to us, uh, to Noah and I about, about, about baseball and that it just all kind of adds up. There's so many little things and it's like managers wearing uniforms, um, absolutely blows my mind. It's, um, unbelievable. It's, uh, start, it's a uh, jaw dropping at times. It's, uh, and, and the fact that whenever people, when I tell people, I just don't get it. I don't like this game. I don't, I don't understand it. I don't, it's too long. It's, I'm a hardcore fan about everything. Like, I don't know, like a couple Kiss songs. I know every single album and who played on those albums. Like baseball to me lends itself to it's very casual viewing. Like it's catch a game here and there. Like some of the words you used, it's on in the background. You get a nice little environment and you get to go out there. Like that, that that's just as tough for me. Like that's really t- hard for me to like come to, to terms with that. You know what I'm saying? Well, and you got to understand that the time of baseball, when it came about, it was a lot more, there was no such thing as a super fan that we see some today. And honestly, I think the super fan is starting to die out a little bit. You don't see that quite as strong as it once was. But there, sporting events at that time was more just casual events. People just went out to actually just sit back and relax. It was, it was a form of relaxation, a form of a way, a way to get away from your busyness of life and working and all that. It was. That's what it was. And so when you try to sit here and look at baseball from anything other than it's a relaxing atmosphere to be able to you know, get away from life, that's kind of unfair because that's really what that game was designed to be for people. You know, and it's, it, that's what it's all about. So football, I understand you want to have this big event, but, you know, at the same time, my, it's kind of like going to a freaking concert, too. So, I mean, you got to have your differences and feeling of you know, what's more entertainment. Do you want to go to a concert every time, or do you sometimes want to just get out and relax and get away from your life? Well, you kind of so mentioned it, it there, but uh, to me, this sport was fine when the only other options were kick the can or maybe listen to Orson Welles on the radio. But in 2019, we got people falling asleep in the stands. Like you said, they're taking selfies. It's just kind of a background atmosphere to their normal everyday activities. I need to go take a nap. Why don't I take a nap in a nice, uh, quiet baseball game, take in the day, uh, be outside. But uh, maybe if I wake up, I can catch the seventh inning stretch. I I need a good stretch after my nap. And, you know, kind of what you're saying, I think I find uh, interesting because there's been a lot of talk about you know, should we shorten the game and all that? And honestly, I think there's possibly some idea behind that that could make some sense. Um, and that they could shorten it to maybe a seven-inning game instead of a nine-inning game. Really, there's no there's no reason why they couldn't. The only idea is that you know you're going to lose time at the games when you're going there. But honestly, these a lot of these games are pretty lengthy, but at the same time, when you really look at football and baseball, the average time, there only is a couple minutes difference between the average amount of time that you're at each game. So I don't know that it's so much the time as it is, like you said, the commotion between. So they are trying to speed up the game with some of the rules changes that they've implemented, different mound visits and all that, trying to limit that stuff to be able to speed up the pace of the game so that way it doesn't feel so drawn out. So I think they're doing some of the right things to you know, keep the crowds more interested. I think they're making progress, but I think there is some more room that could grow in that to try to keep the game and keep the pace up and keep the entertainment up as well. Well, I think uh, for fans that just kind of aren't interested in it right now, uh, it's just kind of over, like for baseball. Like, there's no coming back point. But there is, I will give it to you, there is one time that baseball had me interested. 
unfortunately, this everyone was mass cheating, steroids everywhere, but I was tuning in every now and then to catch the Bond Sosa Maguire, especially the Sosa Maguire uh, going for 61, chasing Roger Maris, uh, the record. Uh, but unfortunately, that wasn't to last, and everyone was just mass cheating. And uh, now that we've uh, yeah. kind of le leveled the playing field, I'm uninterested again. Baseball's out <laughs> for me. Well, I don't think that baseball is done. I mean, if you actually look right now, I would say NFL is actually going through what I would call a slow death right now. Uh, a lot of that's good <laughs> that because of the, hold on yeah, that a slow death. And uh, here, let me explain why. Because of all the concussions and CTE stuff, you're actually seeing massive, massive amounts of kids that are not playing the game. Just the. Just here, let me, I have it right down here. Uh, they're starting later, Chris. Yeah, there's kids that aren't starting so young, but they're still going to play. They're just starting when they become freshmen in high school. But, yes, the youth well, programs are, the numbers are dying down, but they're just waiting. Well, not necessarily, because just between 2017 and 18, between those that year, okay, there was a 10% decrease in the number of kids playing football in high school. 10% decrease. Across the country, who are we weeding out here? The 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 uh, five nine kid that is in your gym class that, that might be able to get out there and play center. I mean, footballs and sport, professional sports in general. That's a one percent, you know, one percent uh, ability level and skill level and size level. You're you might weed out some some people, but you know, you're talking about a slow death. There's going to be people that are going to show up, to, uh, you know, to to play on those offensive lines, knowing the concussion rules and everything like that. I, how, I, w at what point does it die? You're talking about a slow death. Die is and it's gone or. Oh, massively not, changed? Not exactly. Here's kind of what I'm getting at, though. There was a 10% decrease just between 2017 and 18. Then you had an 8% drop the year prior to that. You're seeing a significant drop in the amount of kids that are actually playing the game. And that, and that's at the high school level as well as Little League, too. So that's not just, you know, the Little Leaguers that are waiting to play the game. You are seeing a significant drop. So it boils down to safety. And ultimately, you got active players that are actually denouncing the games and they will not even allow their kids to play the game that hurts the sport and the sport is definitely feeling that you know even troy aikman said that he wouldn't allow his kid to play because they just didn't feel like it was safe it's just that dangerous and they, there's just no way to avoid the concussion it would be impossible the only way you can avoid the concussions and cte would be take tackling out of the game which is a huge thing about football but that would might be the one thing that would actually save football because of this, the safety part of it, the CTE, is killing the game. When they were actually testing the brains that they found, 99% of the brains they tested had CTE. 99%. That's significant. Now, obviously, they probably got several of the brains that were already diseased, and they were that's why they were sent to them. But when they actually looked at the numbers, they're suggesting that 50% of the players coming out of the NFL are going to have CTE. 50%. So do you really want to sit here and tell kids when they're going into the sport, you're going to do a coin flip and determine if you're going to have CTE. Chris, show me a player that says, if knowing what I know now, I would not have played football. I'll show you five that say, I will sign up and still do it again. It changed my family's life. I love the sport. I love the game. And it's given me so much. And I love this game. I've been around it my whole life that they would do it again. You show me one that says they won't do it. They won't let their kids do it. I'll show you five that say they will. And I'm not doubting that you're going to have that. But what I'm telling you is 
that football is probably going to have to evolve in order to survive this. And I don't think that what they're doing right now, as far as it is going to be near enough. Because as more and more studies are done, you're seeing more and more people quitting the game. And it's going to, it's going to hurt football tremendously in the next decade as more and more of these studies are happening and being released. So I think right now, yes, the NFL is going to start seeing a slow death over the next decade. But unless they make the changes necessary, it's that's just going to end up being what happens. But when you actually look at baseball, football, baseball is actually seeing an increase in players from the little league and high school level. They're actually seeing, I think it was like a three percent increase, which is significant. But when you look at the overall, that's still showing that there are still people interested in the game, still showing people that want to play the game, and a lot of that boils down to player safety. Chris, there's a lot of people wanting to play the game of baseball. There are a lot of them, and they all rest below the equator, unfortunately, uh, for you guys. 30% uh, Dominicans coming in here, uh, South Americans. It's a sport. It's, it gets them out of poverty. It gets them out. It's the, their only hope. You, you give me America's pastime, and I give you players that can't speak English correctly, and I'm telling you, that hurts. That hurts perception. I see Salvador Perez try to do an interview. I can't do it. It's unbelievable to me. That's not America's pastime anymore. So you're going to lose well, a lot of fans from that right there. You're seeing some of that, though, in the NFL as well. You're seeing an increase in some of that. But there was, uh, there's been a handful of players that's been from other countries that's been joining the NFL. So you're seeing that across the board. It's just you see it more in baseball. You see it more in soccer. I get it. You know, it is uh, frustrating when you're trying to do interviews and all that. I understand that. I'm not going to say that that's not uh, true. But at the same time, it is definitely showing a lot more equality to different players and different from other countries. You know, baseball is one of the most popular sports across the world. They are, you know, baseball is actually televised in over 200 countries across the world, and it's the only sport that's actually televised to the veterans that are foreign, that's serving in foreign wars and stuff. They actually, they're only one with a veteran uh, veterans network. So it's, it is a very, very popular sport across the world. Now, it's televised soccer, all across the world. Soccer is obviously the far more popular, but at the same time, when you look at across the world, baseball is definitely in the top three. Absolutely. Football, unfortunately, is pretty much just in America. You see a little bit in the U.K. and Mexico and Canada, but it's not near what it should be, unfortunately, in those countries being so close to America. And I think a lot of that has to do with the NFL not doing a very good job as far as outreach. Well, absolutely. You see baseball in all these different countries across the world. Unfortunately, America is not one of them. You don't see these baseball games. You get Sunday night baseball, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, the NFL's doing, I think, poorly by trying to outreach. They're playing games in Mexico City that they don't have proper fields to play on. Trying to go to London, eight hours flight from New York City. That's, that's to me, the NFL's missing the mark there. They are doing outreach, and it's too much. Because football is uniquely American. It, it's too expensive to play in other countries. The, the, the rules don't really make sense. Football derived kind of from a, a hybrid of soccer, rugby, uh, kind of post-Civil uh, War aggression. Um, that's that's not for, for every country. That's what's wonderful about football. It didn't, I mean, it's caught on in Japan. Japan's going to routinely beat America in these whatever world games or these horrendous things you see uh, in, in the summer times and, and uh, in the fall. I'm sorry. To, to me, um, the fact that it is a world game is, is is not a good thing because you're you're just, you're just bringing in too much of, of the other side. And I don't, I don't I don't not know a single non English speaking player in the NFL. You're gonna have to show me that player because I haven't I haven't seen the player yet. 
I can't think of his name off the top of my head right now, but there was definitely uh, a player that was uh, drafted that was from Africa not too long ago. But I can think of several European players as well. So I don't know that their names off the top of my head because, honestly, I'm, like I said, I'm more of a baseball fan than I am a football fan. But I know, for a fact, there are several players that are from other countries in the NFL as well. Well, Chris, what about some of these top plays that you see on SportsCenter, the great plays? Uh, every quote-unquote baseball play just looks the same to me. Uh, just a catch, a diving catch, pick up a grounder with his hand, sling it over to first. Uh, I believe a few years ago we got into this uh, debate. Uh, we challenged you with uh, football's best play. One of them, there's a million to choose from, uh, Chris Davis, Auburn, Iron Bowl, the kick six, return for a touchdown at the end of the game with mass imp- national championship implications on the line, and you threw back at us Randy Johnson throwing a ball and killing a bird. We haven't forgotten, Chris. I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to say that I 100% say that most football plays look about the same as well. Now, there there are some few exceptions, like the freaking no-look throw by Mahomes and stuff, but for the most part, most football plays look the same. That's, there's way too many variations to football. In, in baseball, you're very limited on what can happen in the field of play. In football, there are so many different things that can happen. And I believe in your latest article for our website, GASNsports.com, you kind of refer to that as sloppiness. Well, it's going to be more sloppy where there's a defense opposing trying to stop what you're doing. And that's exactly what, what you see in football. You don't, I mean, the deflections off someone's foot that can wind up in the hands for, for an interception for a touchdown. Uh, in, the, in that case of that Auburn game, it was a field goal that was missed that was returned for a touchdown for the other team to win a game and pandemonium um to me it's no no comparison at all um now baseball like i said is limited that's not to say that there's not insane athleticism and things that go into these plays it's just to me throughout the summer my goodness it's just number four let's go to the a's and the double play the six four three and on to second and on to first like that just that's just kind of what what we're talking about like it just the repetition i mean what's what's repetitious about about football there's too many variables there well, that football is pretty repetitious in itself. I mean, how many, how often time, how often are we literally seeing plays on, you know, Sports Center or whatever that's just saying, hey, you know, look the running back. He's he makes it through the hole. He dodges here. He does a spin move and a juke, and he's gone. What you just described, what you just described, could look like something you've never seen before. What you just described could look like something you've never seen before. It could be a, a spin move, a juke that leaves someone you know, on the ground. I mean, there could be so many variations to just what you just described. Everyone thinking Kareem Hunt's tackled. He burst out from nowhere, hurdles a guy, and is tackled. You've never seen that. I but mean, according to you, a running back just burst through the line, and he's there, and he got by someone. And that Pretty, pretty much there's only a handful of guys you can honestly say that just floored you when you saw them doing this type of place, like Barry Sanders or something like that. For the most part, unless those guys, they all look the same when they're making those plays. In baseball, is it? I'm not saying it's not an amazing play, but it, it's not like you haven't seen that play before. Everything in baseball you've seen before, pick up a grounder with your hand and fling it over to first, take a ball over the wall and bring it back in. What else is there? (laughs) Diving in the field sideways to make a diving catch to get it out. Like, what haven't we seen in baseball? I didn't say that you hadn't seen that stuff in baseball, but you were trying to make the point that football was different than baseball, and I'm telling you that it's just the same in that respect. That cannot be completely more inaccurate and possibly. There's... 
the game, you said earlier, the games are different. There's many different football has so many different things that could happen on a given play. There's only so many things that can happen when a batter's in a, in a batter's box. There's no, I mean, you're one player. There's a defense. There's clock, you know, things that could happen. There's issues with the clock. You're trying to beat the clock. In baseball, there's no clock. It just, you you play to the end, no matter what, which could be a positive thing at times. Um, but but the, we're just going to have to agree to disagree on that one because uh, it's, we do agree that there's a lot of great baseball movies. We just interviewed the catcher from Field of Dreams, one of our favorite movies of all time. I, if baseball was more like these movies... I'd be a huge fan. I love Rookie of the Year, Little Big League, Major An hour League. And a half, maybe, yeah. Kevin Costner. So we could probably find some common ground there. Well, I mean, absolutely. There is a lot of great baseball movies. <laughs> and I think, you know, there is, you know, some understanding that movies, you're not going to be able to sit here and make fair comparisons between a movie and the real game. But just with football, there's a lot of great football movies out there. But. You know, I'm not going to sit here and try to say that, you know, that the, uh, what's that one movie with Keanu Reeves as quarterback? The replacement. Shane Falco. <laughs> yes, exactly. I, I love that movie. But I'm not going to sit here and try to compare that to real football. I mean, it, it's just, you know, it's, it's going to be completely different. No, but, we're you know, saying it, that we it, love... Understanding the difference between you know, the movie and the game, you've got to have realistic expectations in that respect. Well, we do, which is why we make the... Clear line of discerning. It was just a joke. We're saying we both we like a lot of baseball movies. Actually, not not a ton of football movies that I'm like a, like a huge fan of. So it's not uh, maybe different there. But Chris, I don't know. I don't think I don't think either of us changed each other's minds here. That was never the point. I, we just appreciate the conversation, and I guess uh, we live to fight another day as both sports just will continue to be played. Although according to you, the football maybe not in ten years. So I guess we have ten more years left, and we'll just take it for what we have for the next ten years. Well, I think football will survive. I think it's just going to be in a different different way that they do it. I think you're going to start seeing football change more into, unfortunately, something that's going to resemble more like freaking touch football. Uh, I think you're going to slowly get away from the tackling side of it in the, after like the next decade just because you're going to see so much of the safety stuff coming up. Well, I mean, we've got this Patrick Mahomes fans group. We're in touch with uh, some of his uh, family, his agent, Lee Steinberg. If he has any dreams of playing uh, 15 years or playing into his 40s like Tom Brady, we're going to have to inform him that that's just not the case. You got you got about 10 years left, buddy, and it's over. You got to call it quits even if you're not ready. He's just saying he might be able to play in a T-shirt and shorts by then. Oh, flags? Which yeah. Tom, Tom Brady could have as well in the AFC <laughs> Championship game. Another story for another day, Chris. Uh, good stuff, man. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for all you do for uh, for the net, for uh, our uh, website, gasnsports.com. Good stuff, my friend. Always well informed, and uh, we appreciate it. Thank you.